Welcome to the MPC Podcast. I am Tim W. Gill, pastor of Medora Pentecostal Church, and I'm thrilled that you've joined us today. Here at MPC, we are committed to bringing hope and building lives. One way we do that is through this podcast. Thank you for listening, for sharing and reviewing what we do here. It is our desire to connect with you, and you can find us on Facebook, or you can find us at our website, medorachurch.com. It is our prayer that today's message inspires you, encourages you, and that the kingdom of God is advanced in your life. Let's get right to the word of the Lord today. He's prejudiced. Y'all can be seated. Have you enjoyed this Church on Fire series during our days of consecration? I've enjoyed it. I feel like I've learned from something from every church, some things not to do and some things to do. <laughs> but I want to live an overcoming life, and I know you do too. I want to walk in power. Amen. I want to experience everything that God has for me. I don't want to miss out on any of it. So I don't want sin in my life or actions on my part to keep me from experiencing what he's got for me. I don't want my speech, the words that I say, to hinder my progress or the progress of others. So pastor asked me to speak tonight on the power of our words. Y'all pray. Talk about looking in the mirror. (laughs) Ever since he asked me, I've weighed every word. So maybe it has been a good thing. I love words. I love to read. And um, I have found, in my opinion, that some authors are better than others with painting a picture with their words. There are some authors that you can read, and they have the gift of describing things that paint a vivid scene in your mind. And I love that. I love that. A talented songwriter can write a song that stirs you. I wish I had written Amazing Grace. How sweet the sound. Such simple words, but boy, they're impactful. We sing another song that says, Oh, holy God, I stay amazed. I pour out my praise on the one who never ceases to amaze. Wish I had written that one too. Words, they're powerful and they're soul-stirring. When we first got married... I discovered that my father-in-law had quite a few words and phrases that he frequently used that I had never heard of. He was uh, born and raised in Louisiana in Calcasieu Parish down among the Cajuns. And they had, it was a mixture of English and French and I don't know what else. But he would say about somebody, well, he doesn't have much spizrinctum, does he? That meant he's kind of lazy. A phrase he used that Pastor later used with David waking him up for school, he, was, he would say, jar the floor, son. That meant, let me hear your feet hit the floor. Let me know you're awake. Words. Genesis details the story of creation. In the beginning, God, all my Bible readers that started on January 1st, here we, we meet again, Genesis. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And it was done through his word. When he created our world, when he created the sun and the moon, the seas and the skies, he did so with words. He said, let there be. And there was. Brother Atkins, Jonathan Atkins says, when no one was there to listen, God said. 
God spoke. Because words from their conception were not meant to communicate. They were meant to create. Words create. When God created mankind in his own image, he gave us that same powerful tool of speech, of using words. He didn't entrust words to the animals. He didn't put voice boxes in the trees or in the bushes. He gave gave that to mankind. Made in his image, our words also have great potential. Great potential. By our words, by our speech, we can make or break a marriage. By our speech, we can paralyze or propel a friend. Through our speech, we can mend together or tear apart a relationship. All through our speech, all through our words. With our tongue, we either defend or destroy. We either heal or kill. Words, words. Proverbs 18 and 21 says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. The Message Bible renders this verse, Words kill, words give life. They're either poison or fruit. You choose. Mm, That's being kind of in your face, isn't it? Life is the enjoyment of the favor of God. And death is the removal of his divine favor. It leads to the death of a dream or a relationship, the death of a job. And the same tool that's in our mouth, our words, can bring both. Death or life, it depends on the words we use. So I ask tonight, are we speaking, am I speaking life or am I speaking death? Am I healing or am I killing? In a surgeon's hand, a scalpel can help preserve life. But a criminal can use that same knife to bring death. A doctor can use a syringe to promote healing in a sick patient, but a drug user can use the same syringe to cause death. It all depends on which hands it's in. You and I have the power, the creative power, to bring blessing or cursing, life or death, on ourselves, our relationships, and each other, simply through our mouth, our words. It's heavy, isn't it? Have they put up that sweet picture yet? Is that the sweetest thing you ever saw? I was hoping if I made a big mess of this, y'all would at least go away and say, they showed the cutest picture tonight. (laughs) Look at that. The last half of that scripture says, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. In other words, there are consequences that come with our words. Perhaps that's where we get the phrase, eating our words. Has anybody besides me ever eaten their words? Well, I'll never. Mm, Oh, yeah, you will. My kids will never, oh, (laughs) yes, they will. They will, they will. We aren't told not to talk. We're just reminded that our speech has consequences. It matters what we say. It matters what we say. And when we go and drop a bomb and walk away, we don't walk away clean. It matters what we say. So if we want to be a church on fire, if I want to be a saint on fire, then I have to watch my words. I have to watch what I say because my words, your words, are seeds that we plant. What we say, we will sow. What we say, we will reap. Have you ever said something and as it was coming out of your mouth, you were thinking, "Mm, wish I could take that back. Oh, yes, we have. We all have. Sometimes we'll say, oh, I spoke without thinking. I didn't mean that. I, I said that without thinking. 
But the truth is, no matter how quick the process is, our speech begins with what's in our mind and what's in our heart. If it's not in our mind and heart, it's not going to come out. Matthew 12, 34 says, For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. The pulpit commentary says, Speech is the picture of the mind. So someone's speech gives you a picture of what's in their mind, of what's in their heart. Thoughts become words, and that's where sometimes we get in trouble. And so before we talk about our words, we're going to leave our words till next week. We need to go to the origin because I think of making New Year's resolutions, and I won't ask you to raise your hand if you did. A lot of times we make New Year's resolutions and we don't think them through. Uh, we say, my resolution is I'm going to get in shape. And we don't think of a system. So what good is a goal without a system? If we don't know what's keeping us out of shape or what we need to do, or we come up with a system, I'm going to do this, this, and this, then this is, my, this is how I'm going to reach my goal. So when it would do us no good to say, I'm just going to watch my mouth, I'm going to be real careful what I say, if our heart stays the same condition and our mind stays the same condition, if we're not transformed, if we don't renew our mind, then the same mess is going to keep coming out no matter how hard we try to be different. So tonight we're going to talk about the mind. Think about the significance that your brain has to your body. My brain tells my feet to walk. I very rarely think, okay, bend your knee, pick up your foot. Well, I don't think that. I just do it. I'm not thinking take a breath. I'm just doing it. But my brain is communicating to my body. I'm not consciously thinking about it, but I'm breathing because my brain is telling my body, your lungs need oxygen. Inhale, exhale. And if the brain is impaired in some way, then some part of the body won't work correctly. We've all seen that. Well, what the brain is to the body, the mind is to our soul. It's the spiritual expression. Our soul is our inner being. This is where we find what the Bible often calls the heart of man, the soul of man. It's the seat of our desires and our emotions and our passions. Our soul is made up of our mind, our will, and our emotions. That's our soul. Our mind is the spiritual. Stay with me just for a minute, please, because this revolutionized me. Our mind is the spiritual expression of our brain. When our brain thinks a thought, our mind runs that through the filter of is this, and it depends on what filter we've put there. Is this kind? Is this true? Is this just? Is this of a good report? Or does this match that movie I've been watching? Does this match that book I've been reading? Does this match this mess I've been talking about? Our mind runs it through that filter, and that affects our soul. It affects our emotions. It affects our actions. It affects our speech. So if our mind is messed up, our thinking is messed up, our emotions are going to be messed up. We're going to be all over the board. If our mind is messed up, then so will our speech be impacted. James 1.21 says, Wherefore, lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness, and receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your souls. So James is telling us, he's talking to Christians here, and he's telling us, separate yourselves from sin so we can receive the word of God, which is able to save our soul. If my mind is not filled with the truth of God's word, it's going to send incorrect information to my soul. 
So what happens? Again, my emotions are in a constant state of turmoil. I believe everything I see. I believe everything I hear. I believe everything I think. If I don't have the word of God engrafted into my mind, not every thought our brain thinks is correct. Just because I think it don't mean it's so. I'm not right 100% of the time. Sometimes we can get some, some messed up thoughts. Have you ever gone down a rabbit trail of, oh, yeah, see somebody and they have a particular look on their face or an expression, oh, yeah, she's mad at me. I know what she's mad about and this and this and this and this. And we give off way over here in left field because our brain has told us a bunch of mess that's not even true, not even true. And so our mind, the spiritual expression of our brain must determine, does this thought line up with the word of God? This is why the enemy of our soul attacks our minds. This is the biggest battlefield, I believe, today is right here, our mind. How many of you have ever had an attack of the enemy on your mind? If you feel unworthy, that didn't come from God. If you feel anxiety, that didn't come from God. If you feel worthless, that didn't come from God. If you fear, feel fearful, that didn't come from All of that is the enemy of our soul targeting this mind, targeting this mind. He wants to make sure that we have incorrect thought patterns. So our brain, our mind will send incorrect messages to our soul. Does that make sense? Makes sense? When this happens, we don't walk like a child of God. We don't talk like a child of God. We're messed up because we've got incorrect information. We have believed a lie. Sometimes it's a lie we told ourselves, but it doesn't line up with the word of God. Proverbs 23 and 7 says, For as he thinketh in his heart, so will he. So our mind directs our actions. Ultimately, all of our behavior stems from our thinking. The word of God is how we keep our minds protected from the enemy's attack against us. Paul talks about, y'all knew I was getting, you ladies knew I was getting to the armor. Paul talks about the armor, the helmet of salvation as part of the armor of God. Salvation is about our identity. Salvation is who you are in Christ. Salvation, he said, put on the helmet of salvation. Salvation protects us from the attacks of the enemy on our mind. When you remind yourself who you are in Christ, when those thoughts come against you and you remind yourself, I'm clothed in the helmet of salvation. I know who I am in God. I know I've been forgiven. I know that my past is wiped away. I know that I'm a new creature. I know that I'm living a new life. When you remind yourself who you are in Christ, that behold, all things are past, old things are passed away. Behold, all things are new. You're a brand new person. When you put on that helmet of salvation, when you fit it onto your head, when you fit it over your mind, when you remind yourself and you rehearse and you meditate on who you are as a child of God, adopted into his family, it becomes a helmet that protects. It becomes a helmet that protects. It's not a one-time thing. We need a daily encounter with the word of God. It's a progressive word, a work. As we implant or engraft that word of God into our life, into our minds, our souls are being saved. Our minds are being changed. They're being rewired. They're being revamped. When you have the word of God engrafted into your mind, it affects your emotions. It affects the way you act and react. 
How I react in situations tells what my what condition my mind is in, what condition my heart is in. It affects your behavior, how you respond to things around you. Strongholds are torn down through the word of God. As you and I apply our identity in Christ to our everyday living, we literally restructure our thinking. That's called pulling down strongholds. Pulling down strongholds. It all starts in the mind. It all starts in the mind. Our thought patterns affect our life because our speech is first a thought. So what I feed my brain, what information I allow into my mind is what's going to come out my mouth and I act on it. Now we can't go through life, it would be nice if we could, but we can't go through life with a blindfold on and never see anything we don't need to see. Our earplugs in so that we don't ever get negative input or harmful input. But the place that changes everything. The place that determines whether or not that input will negatively affect my life is my mind, my thought process. Mm. I'm able to filter that input through the word of God when I have his word engrafted in my mind. So let's be practical. How do we apply the word of God to our minds? How do we do that? Number one, read it. Read it. Make Bible reading a part of your daily lives. We can know the ways of God by reading his word. So however that looks for you, whatever that, how, whatever works for you. Maybe you've got a Bible reading chart that you check off each day. I'm going to read the Bible through in a year. Uh, maybe you listen to scripture in the car on your way to or from work. Maybe you have family devotions with your family. Maybe you join with a friend and y'all keep each other accountable. Whatever works Get the word. Read the word. That's number one. Read the word. The scripture says, my sheep know my voice. To know his voice, we've got to be familiar with his word. Familiar with his word. Are you struggling in a particular area of life? Have y'all ever noticed the devil comes in the same areas? He knows what works. He knows weak spots. He comes in the, so we are, we can, the Bible says that we can be aware of his schemes. We can be aware of his, the wiles of the enemy. So I know, I know where I've got a um, problem area. So I know what he's going to attack. So what do I do? I go to the word of God and I read, I research, I read it, look it up in the concordance, ask Bishop. He's probably written a book about it. Um, Find your scriptures. Read the word of God. What does God say about me? What does God say about this present distress? What does God say about a woman of God? What does God say about a man of God? How does God say, what does God say about parenting our kids? What does God say about prayer? What does God say about, that's what we need to do. Read it so we know his voice. So we know his voice. Search the scripture. Number two is write it down. We can read it. I don't know about you. I can read it and go on my way and forget it. But if you write it down, that helps get it in your heart. When you're reading the scripture and one kind of comes alive to you, those of you that uh, do daily reading, or how, how many of you have ever done this, opened a scripture that you know good and well you've read a hundred times before, and it's like, I never saw that before. I th- they must have just added it. I've, I, don't, I don't remember hearing that. That's the word of God coming alive to us. And it's not an accident. You know what he's doing? He's arming us. 
He's arming us with his word that we can use. So write it down. If you're reading a scripture and one comes alive to you, write it down. Catalog it. That's God arming you. Write down scriptures that apply to your current situation. Whatever you're walking through, find scriptures. Write them down. Arm yourself. Arm yourself. If you struggle with anxiety and you know that you do, while you're doing good, go to the word of God. Find you some scriptures about that will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. Find scriptures about he is a firm foundation. He's the rock that cannot be moved. Jesus Christ is saying, find scriptures that will help you and catalog them. Then when you get in that battle, because you will get in a battle, when you get in that battle, you're already armed. You're not running then trying to find help. You've already armed yourself. Arm yourself with the word of God. Number three is pray it in. Pray the word. That's a powerful way to pray. Ask God to help you commit it to your mind, to make it a part of you. Ask him to make you fall in love with his word. Lord, help me fall in love with your word. Help me fall in love with reading your word. Help me fall in love with hearing your word. Teach your children to memorize scriptures. Those of you that have kids in your house, teach your children to memorize scriptures. And then talk about scriptures as they apply to your everyday life. Driving down the road and you see something, a scripture comes to mind, share it. Share it with your family. I'm just giving you all some practical tips. Post scriptures around your house. Make them part of your decor. Go to Hobby Lobby. They got scripture pictures everywhere. 50% off, I'm sure. If you're not that fancy, write them on a sticky note. Put them on the refrigerator. Write them on a sticky note. Put them on the, the mirror. Write the word. Write the word. Take notes during church. Or if you're not a note taker, and I know some people aren't, if you're not a note taker, go back and listen to it again or watch it again. I guarantee you, you'll hear something you didn't hear the first time. Pastor isn't just preaching because it's Sunday night and that's part of his job. He's arming us with the word of God. So when he preaches and uses a scripture, let's be mindful of the scriptures he's using because we're going to need it. We're going to need it. We are at war. And one of Satan's favorite battlegrounds is the mind. He can't read our mind. But he sure can put thoughts there. He can't read our mind. He can't know what we're thinking until we speak it. I'm getting ahead of myself a little bit for next week. But until we say, oh, I'm having a bad day, he has no way of knowing you're, having, you're thinking that. Until you say, I feel hopeless. He has no way of knowing your thing. He might put, try to put those thoughts there, but until we verbalize them, we need to be careful what we verbalize. It's vital that we know what the Word of God says. Be strategic. Notice what input makes you think negatively. Because a negative mindset will cause negative speech. A fearful mindset will cause you to speak fear. Notice what causes you to feel fearful. Notice what causes you to be negative. Notice that. Is it music that you listen to? Do you listen to a certain genre of music or a certain type of songs or a certain artist? And you get off and you've got some thoughts that aren't lining up with the word of God? Then stop it. Stop it. Listen to the Church on Fire playlist. Our TV shows that we watch, they're sneaking all kinds of mess in. Where's Andy Griffith when we need him? But are there TV shows that you watch that when you get through, you just, let's not go back to it. 
Let's turn it off. What about social media accounts that we follow? Mindless scrolling on Instagram. How does it make you feel? Let's notice that. Let's, are, are we unthankful? Are we ungrateful? Are we not satisfied? Are we jealous because of what we're putting in our mind through our eyes? What about books that we read? Let's be mindful of what we're putting into our mind and our heart. What about certain people that you talk to? There's some people you can talk to them and you can leave feeling like, ah, I can win the world. And there's some people that you can talk to and you can leave feeling like, oh, I didn't know I was depressed. I guess I am. Be mindful of it. Be mindful. This is too important to let it go to chance. We need to be mindful of our thoughts. We need to be strategic in fighting for our minds. We need to cut off the, anything that creates that negativity, that fear, that anxiety, anything that does not line up with the word of God, let's cut it off. Amen. I want to live victoriously. Amen. I want to speak life. I want to be a church on fire. And it begins with our mind. Yes, it does. begins with our mind. I'm going to leave you with one scripture, Psalm 19 and 14. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my creator. Another question to ask when we, before we go to bed at night was, Lord, was my conversation acceptable in your sight today? If not, forgive me. Bring it to my mind and let me change it. Thank you for listening to the MPC podcast. We trust that today's message has inspired you, encouraged you, and strengthened you in the Lord. We would like to invite you to join us again by simply subscribing to our podcast, and we encourage you to write a review if it has been a blessing to you. Again, you can find us at medorchurch.com to learn more about our ministry.